0: Hi there. This
1: is Sarah, your host of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. And as you know, we're a podcast all about shedding limiting labels and beliefs so we can all shine our lights brightly in the world. Um, And this is episode 250. This is a celebration episode for us because it's 250. I mean, come on, that's a lot of podcasts. But we're going to do a different podcast this week. How we're going to kick back a little, we're going to have some fun. I'm joined by Maria Lees, Summer Ziffko, and Ken Fay, who are the amazing team behind the scenes at Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting, sometimes in front. Um, and we are not joined by the fifth person, Rupert Paul Simeon mainly because it's 1.30 a.m. in the Philippines, and we are certainly hoping he is fast asleep at this point in time, but Rupert is the one who produces the podcast, both the video and the audio and has been indispensable. So anyway, with that, we are the team. Um, I've already introduced myself, so I'm going to ask, Summer, would you start us off? Just introduce yourself and say a little bit about yourself.
2: You bet. Um, My name is Summer. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina with my husband and 10-year-old daughter. Um, Typically, what I do for Sarah Box is all the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, the technical things, and I'm kind of like an on-demand right hand. So if there's a dream, a wish, or a want, usually I'm the person that can help make it happen.
1: True story. (laughs) And Maria, what about you?
3: Um, yeah, so my name is Maria, and I live on a farm outside of Cincinnati, Ohio with my husband and our two kids. We've got a three-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son, and I am the writer here for Team Sarah Box. So basically any written content I typically handle, so all the email newsletters, blog posts, website content, that's that's what I do.
1: And Ken, share you who you are with the group. Hey there, yeah, um, I'm Ken, and um, I live north
4: of Orlando, hired in sunny Florida. Um, I am a new uh, Floridian. I just moved out here from the Pacific Northwest, and prior to that, I was right outside of New York City, so I have zigzagged around this beautiful country of ours. I am a career storyteller. Um, I've had a, a tremendous career in television and film, and I am a heart-centered storyteller. Um, Coming here to help create some visuals and graphics and videos and you name it, work with the team.
1: So, and those are like the activities that you guys do. But let's go just a little deeper because you bring more each of the team members here. We are not staffed to one another. We are team members working side by side. So each of these individuals has their own business, has other clients, if you will, and has another life. So, as you might guess, we are scattered around the country. You just heard that. I'm on the West Coast. I am now the only one not in the Eastern time zone. There's a little bit of push on me about that, Um, but it's always fun to spend some time and just get to know one another a little bit deeper. And we do this on our weekly team calls. We check in. But these are just questions I came up with, random questions that I thought would be fun to ask. Um, And you all have a list of what I might ask, but I'm just going to ask them. So I'm going to start with you, summer. And what is your favorite season of the year and why?
2: Uh, Well, summer because it's my name. um, And I love the sunshine. I, I definitely soak up all the vitamin D I can. And every time I go on vacation, I find somewhere sunny. So that's kind of what I'm all about. That and I don't burn. So that's a positive.
1: Oh, my goodness. What about you, Maria? Same question.
3: You know, I think I'd have to go with fall, honestly. Fall in the Midwest where I live is just really beautiful. It's you know, 60s, sometimes upper 50s, really comfy temperatures. And I just really enjoy all the quintessential fall activities, um, particularly now that I've got littles with me. So we've been apple picking and, you know, doing pumpkin patches and corn mazes and just all the all the things on a fall bucket list. I really, really enjoy. So probably that.
1: Great. Can different question for you. What is your favorite thing about your professional life and the roles that you play professionally?
4: Oh, that's a great question. I would say it's all the great people I get to work with, get to know the subject matter that I get to become like a a quick field expert for when I'm writing, directing, or producing. It's just kind of getting behind the scenes of what makes things tick and how people interact with each other. So I think that to me is that passion of finding that story and then bringing that story to life.
1: So did you always want to do that when you were growing up? Did you know that you wanted to tell stories or what was Ken at eight years old wanting to be when he grew up? Besides being a superhero,
4: I'd say an astronaut. Um, at that point I wanted to I wanted to explore I wanted to see new worlds and go boldly you know Um, but I think you know part of that story of exploring new worlds dovetails right into storytelling I had to be a storyteller early um, with all the games we ever played I was always the storyteller with anything we did out in the campfire I was always telling the stories right so I was always kind of recording everything in my mind and just kind of like telling that story after and that just kind of was formidable it just formed who I became to be and just it's so I've always been a storyteller so it makes sense where I'm at so want to be an astronaut but you know
1: someday there's time there's time hey all right so Summer I'm very curious about you because you are kind of like a Jill of all trades using your own description words but when you were growing up was there something you wanted to be or did you want to be like able to do all the stuff you're doing now
2: I think that able to do all the stuff I'm doing now was more something that was hammered into me as I was growing up, more like survival tactics. But I think I had a little dream to be a teacher. and I know it's not a huge aspiration, but I always enjoyed uh, taking my classmates because I was slightly advanced academically, and so I would help the kids that you know couldn't quite grasp it, or I would go around and the teacher would let me kind of create my own little groups of study. And then when I was in high school, I actually came back to my elementary school and tutored kids there as kind of part of my work release program. So I've always been somebody who wants to gain knowledge and pass it along and help other people who maybe are struggling get a leg up. So I think that's where that thought originated, just kind of helping other people.
1: Well, I would never downplay a teacher, because when I think about school, I there are certain teachers, first grade, third grade, fifth grade, and then a couple of my high school teachers, which were, they shaped just like my perception of what was possible. They were super powerful, not because of their subject matter, just because of how they showed up and kind of were helping all the kids, right? So I love teachers. That's a big aspiration.
2: I always go and I buy all the school supplies on the extras list just because I'm like, you're managing 20 plus children. Even on my best day, that would be a struggle. So I really, I I commend them for doing the job they do because it takes a special person.
1: Which brings me to Maria, who actually started your business after being a teacher, right?
3: I did, yes. I was a middle school language arts teacher for three years. Before I so,
1: when you were growing up, did you want to be a teacher, or did you always want to be a writer?
3: I always wanted to be a teacher. Actually, um, I've always I've always loved being with and working with children. Um, and so, as a little kid, you know, I I looking back, similar to you, Sarah, I had several pivotal teachers that really made a huge impact on me. And so, from a young age, I kind of combined those positive experiences with teachers I had with my, you know, love of working with other kids and wanted to become a teacher and I did become a teacher and it was great. And then had my own children and wanted to love on those kids (laughs) and be home with them. So So that's my next question for
1: you, Maria, Mm -hmm. with the kids and your recent move and living on your farm, what is something that made you laugh out loud recently?
3: I do a lot of laughing my kids are very goofy <laughs> um, more often than not it's like a combination of my children and my husband that are making me laugh but one thing that's becoming like an evening after dinner pre-bedtime tradition in our house is that the kids and my husband will run laps like around our entire downstairs and my husband will chase them and they will all just scream wildly and then turn around and they'll chase him and they get all their energy out with dad it's awesome but it's also really hilarious to watch just how excited they all get
1: oh my gosh ken night owl or morning person
4: no the creative spark happens at any time so i have to say i i try to be a morning person um I think that's when I do most of my creativity, but that creativity comes from having a good night's rest or waking up in the middle of the night and scribbling something down that I have to translate the next morning and going, oh, yeah, that was a good idea. So I don't think our creative mind ever really shuts off.
1: (laughs) So but left to your own devices, would you stay up late or would you get up early? I stay up late. Okay. Summer, what about you?
2: I am similar to Ken and the respect that I have kind of a creative brain behind, um, behind the scenes here, behind the technical part is the creative side that balances me out. So I am a night owl and I am a very grumpy morning person. I don't like coffee, so there's like no comforting me in the morning. So definitely uh, creativity any time of the day. I, I have a notebook by my bed, probably like Ken does. Um, but definitely I do better work in the afternoon and evening.
1: <laughs> oh, I envy you on that. It goes downhill after 3 p.m. It slows down. It's not terrible, but it's a little more effort. Um, There's
2: pros and cons. I get a second wind at around 8 p.m., which is convenient because that's like pre-bedtime. So yeah, it, it,
1: I work right. It works. So Maria, living in the Midwest, what was your first car?
3: It was a red Pontiac 5.
1: Now, was it new?
3: No, no, it was, um, it was a 2003. And I think at the time it was maybe six or seven years old. Um, it had been my dad's and then it got moved to me when he got a new car and I was a new driver. So it worked. I kept it for 10 years. My husband ended up driving it for a while after we got married. And it eventually died when we got rid of it. It didn't have door handles anymore like my my husband had to like crawl in through the back seat to get to the front and we finally finally decided it's it's had enough time it's served us
1: well it's trying to let it go that's such a visual that's funny summer Uh what about you what were your first set of wheels i had a
2: 1995 teal ford Taurus. And that was my high school car, so dating myself here, 1998-ish. So it was a fairly new car, um, but it was the first year that they put a Mazda engine in a Ford, which was really silly. And then the transmission went out at 90,000 miles while I was in college. So unfortunately, it was not the best purchase by my parents. Um, I paid for part of it because that's what parents do. Um, but yeah, I, w- I wouldn't wish that car on anyone, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, I knew many people with that car. I don't know what engine it had in it, but when the minute you described it and the color, I'm going, oh, I know that car. <laughs> I remember that pretty, car.
2: It wasn't bad to look at, but as far as like mechanically, no.
3: <laughs> that too
2: well, the color, out.
1: that color of that year was unique kind of, you know, it was a, that teal color, right? Mm-hmm. Ken, what about you being a East Coaster, New York area guy? Did you have a car? What was it?
4: So excited to talk about cars. I didn't unmute myself. Um, I had a car. I had a 1987 Reliant Chrysler K car. Classic Ferris Bueller, if you've seen that film. Yeah, that car's featured in there, yeah. Um, Had that car for a while. Good set of wheels to start with, right? quickly moved from there but that was my wheels to get around oh yeah
1: oh that's so funny i had a 1965 volkswagen bus that i bought used from a firefighter in the bay area for the hefty sum in my mind because i paid for the whole thing myself of five hundred dollars can you imagine that car today is worth over a hundred thousand dollars if it was restored right which we rebuilt the engine and then drove it across canada i mean that car was I did learn how to rebuild an engine, how to gap a spark plug on the fly. You know, those kind of things that you're thinking, why would I want to know that you're going, well, it depends on the car you drive. Right. Um, but anyway, it was such a great car, but I named it. So if you guys remember, Leave it to Beaver, Eddie Haskell, who would show up and say, hello, Mrs. Cleaver and be really nice and then walk out the door and do something not so nice. I named my car Eddie because that's kind of how it went it was like some days he was really nice to mrs cleaver and some days you were down the block and so anyway um what did you guys play elementary sports or any like at recess sports like in schools did your schools have that well sometimes now they don't have so many so i'm not sure um what was your favorite playground either game or sport that they offered at your school. Maria, why don't you go?
3: So they had sports that were played at recess like kickball and you know different games like that. To be honest with you, I was never that into them. Um, My athletic prowess is just not very strong. So I was always the kid that like I either wanted to play imaginary games on the playground. um, So we'd play like castle or me and my friends used to pretend that we were orphans from the boxcar children's series and pretend that the playground was an old train car um, so I was either doing like very imaginative games like that or I was asking my teacher if I could stay in and help her organize the classroom so I was I was that kid at recess I was not the one doing
1: playground sports Summer what about you
3: I
2: have a very similar story. I swear we're reading from the same book, Maria. Um, I was the teeny tiny, like skinny little, you know, girl with the big bottle clap cap glasses. And um, I did the same thing. I preferred to be in the library, or I would ask the teacher if I could come in and grade papers, or if a student needed tutoring, or if I could help in the library. I actually went on to become a library page as my first job. So I, I'm sure there was something there that led me down that path
1: mr ken what about you
4: i remember vividly being a swashbuckler at recess we would play swashbuckler I would be like a sword fighter and we would go rescue the damsel in distress and do all that sort of stuff um kind of goes along with the narrative storytelling i think i think um and then later in life um i actually became a fencer i fenced in college i did wrestling in uh, high school and i fenced in (laughs) college and i really enjoyed those two sports but very much of a, a Not so much a team sport, necessarily, right? You're with a team, but you're kind of your personal one-on-one. So I ended up being a fencer, which turned out to be a juggler. So I took juggling. Um, I guess that's a sport. So I started juggling uh, axes and torches and all sorts of crazy things that you would do. But no unicycle, not yet.
1: Now, I did learn how to ride a unicycle. So... It does. I don't ride one today, though. I'm just saying. I wonder if we I have
3: so that. many varied talents, Sarah. I'm well, I was saying by the you guys were so
1: like <laughs> you know so nice. I'm on the playground. I'm going. Okay, who wants to play dodgeball? Right. Love <laughs> dodgeball. You throw that ball. Now I know you're not supposed to play it today. Dodgeball, kickball, tetherball. I was tall. You know. i I always because I was tall in elementary school. Even today, I think I'm tall. My husband goes, "You're a normal size." Like I'm. Five seven and a half.
2: No, you're tall. You're taller. Thank you, Summer. Yes. You're taller than average.
1: (laughs) I walk around saying in my head, I'm tall. Right. Anyway, I love those, but I was never good like at baseball. But I, you know, I could field. Okay. But um, but I love those ones where there was tactile contact and four square, right? Where then you could just like watch somebody look for where they were letting their guard down and let them have it. Um, but you'd think I would have been good at tennis, which I was not. So there's a spatial issue there. So if you, this is the last question that I want to kind of start wrapping us up a little bit. It might not be the last question, but if you guys could time travel either forward or backward, you will come back to the present. Um, Where would you go? Would you go backwards or forward? And to what year? Okay, you guys jump in. Whoever's got a thought, that's a little bit uh, deeper. I'll take this one,
2: I guess. All right. Um, I... First of all, I would say initially I'd want to go back because there's so many things that I would like to change or tweak or like tips or tricks I could have given myself to make my life a little easier. But honestly, everything that happened then made me who I am today and I I like who I am today and I'm I'm happy with my life and you know the little postage stamp plot of land that I have. I guess that would lead me to say I would like to go to the future because I have this thing where I, I like closure. I like to know how it ends. I like to know how like that movie plays out, even if it's the worst movie on the planet. I'm sitting in that seat <laughs> watching the credits.
1: You're not going to um, leave early.
2: No, never. And the fact that I paid to be there. But um, in a way, you're paying to be in life, too. So why not, you know, figure out how it ends and and try to make the rest of the time you have here the best it can be.
1: That's great. Maria what about you
3: that's a tough one <laughs> um, I don't think I'd want to go to the future I don't I don't know if I want to know how it ends yet I just kind of want to wait and see so I guess I would probably say I'd go backwards I think it'd be really interesting to go back to like my early childhood those years that I don't really remember that are you know they're just like zero to five like those those ages that I've seen photos but I don't have I don't have memories for just to kind of see what life was like like what was our family like what was our dynamic what was i like as a small child how is that compared to my kids today like i'd just be curious to see some of that so that's probably what i would do
1: Oh, ah, interesting ken
4: those are great answers you guys i um i love history so i thought about this a lot by being a time traveler and when i study history i always think well i just In my mind's eye become that time traveler go back in time and try to see it through those eyes and what's happening around me so but that's not my personal life that i'm talking about going back in time to different events throughout history my
1: question was open so yeah but for my
4: but my personal life i'm taking a, a a lesson from the two of you it would be interesting to see me as a young person and what some of those memories i don't have That's a beautiful idea, but I also love the idea of going in the future, not too far, maybe five, 10 years out, and just kind of see where things are at that point, and to try to just make my life a little bit more engaged and how I can help others along the way of that journey to get those five to 10 years out. So, yeah, that's a great question. I'm going to be pondering this after.
1: Keep pondering. This won't be our last time we get to kick this one around. Well, I've thought about it. I like the question because I think it's hard to answer, right? When I think about like how far back would I go? I like history, but I don't necessarily want to go back and change it because it would change where we are right now. And knowing too much into the future takes the fun out of the journey, right? It's like I like being a little bit surprised and meeting somebody that I never would have imagined is going to be on my path and then thinking, Oh, that was cool. And even some of the tough stuff, right, because it shapes like to your point, Summer, it shapes us and grows us. So I think about that. I'm going, okay, if I could be a fly on the wall, I would like to go back when my mom was a kid because she grew up at the end of the depression and all that. But some of the things she did, I'm thinking. If I was in fact, she didn't tell me this until I was an adult, which may have been intentional. but. I just imagine, especially for her time, she she got in trouble and did some pranks and stuff. And I'm thinking I never knew she had that kind of spirit in her. I would have loved to have watched her do that. You know, and she did some amazing things that are just normal things. But for that time and place weren't. And and I feel for my grandmother, because I think my mom kind of was that energy that outpaced my maternal grandmother. And she probably scratched her head a lot. But what? Who are you? Right. And she and her dad were close and he encouraged, I think he encouraged her under the table to be that free spirit. So I wouldn't go back for myself so much, but I really am curious because of how much her life influences me, what it was more in more detail. So as we wrap up this part, I want to ask you something you have learned from working with the team. You don't have to say something about everything, everybody, but at least something you've gained from one or more people on the team in our time together over the last, Ken for you over the last year and a half and Summer from the beginning. So back in the beginning, what's something you've learned from the team? Summer, would you start us off?
2: I certainly will. Um, Honestly, I spent the first decade of my career in corporate where the atmosphere was stuffy and, and people were tense and it was just, it was a hard environment to be in. So working with our team has reminded me that collaboration can still be fun and rewarding. And it's not something to shy away from because I had been used to kind of avoiding people, working alone so that I didn't have to deal with their politics. And I can say truly from the heart, this team is the most comfortable team that I've ever worked on. There's always room to share. No opinion is a bad opinion. And honestly, we have such differing perspectives, but we have such a similar mission. And so I, I think our heart-centered mission is what brings us all together with our very talents. So I really appreciate the fact that I've been able to come out of my shell a little bit and be a part of a team again, especially after kind of being cooped up with the pandemic. It's nice to be out and you know talk with adults again.
1: <laughs> oh, no kidding. Maria.
3: I I agree with
1: Summer. I think this is
3: a very special team. Um, and being part of this particular group, I think one of the things I've come to appreciate the most has been the value that we all receive when we each are able to kind of clearly identify our own strengths while also respecting and appreciating the strengths of other team members. I feel like in our, you know, in our team dynamic, we all have very distinct lanes that we are kind of working in and the things that we, you know, they're, they're our wheelhouse, there are our strengths, they're kind of our projects, um, but we're still able to re- give and receive feedback, you know, about other things that other people are working on and and being able to kind of have that, you know, understanding of um, we know our strengths and we appreciate everyone else's strengths as well. It just has helped things to run really smoothly and, you know, create or led to some really good of work,
4: yeah. Well, being the newbie right now the, 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 <laughs> in this team, I have to say it's, it, this team has been one of the warmest, most welcoming, most pointed in the right direction teams I've had the pleasure of working with. Uh, you know, I've worked in the network world and television and film, and I've had amazing people that I've worked with. And it's always this dynamic that works. And that working dynamic is here in this team. We're facing the same direction. We have our, our creative strengths and our weaknesses and our strengths, and we know how to play off of that from each other, much to the echo of what Summer and Maria saying is just, it's continuing the move forward. And it's, it's taking our heart and putting it out there. I'm not afraid with this team to share who I am and what I do and how I feel. That's, that's huge. I, mean, there's, there's no, I see there's nothing that this team cannot accomplish. And I think that the voices that we bring are are echoed um and sarah you definitely lead the banner charge for us and you keep us pointed in that right direction And it's just such a joy it's a joy every time to show up and that you can't say more than that
1: i have learned from each of you some these may not seem big to you but they're big to me so summer i have learned to depend on somebody external to me who will always have an idea or show up for me Even when I'm calling you from the airplane and saying, I need to dump and download. So I need someone to figure my brain out for me when it was just like life was too many balls in the air and they were starting to drop. And you just said, we'll talk Monday and I'll have some solutions for you. I mean, just that ability to be that open and vulnerable and thinking my stuff's falling apart right now and I need someone to put it in a basket and help me with it. Um, Beyond all your technical stuff, which is, you know, if someone was asking me yesterday, I said, oh, yeah, no, summer thrives on figuring that stuff out. Give her a problem. She likes to figure out what's the solution. And anyway, this gal, by the way, said, oh, I would love her. That's my brain. I said, OK, good to know. Um, but same thing about solutions. Maria, when you joined, I thought, OK. Here you are, you're already a teacher, you're doing well, you're almost gonna deliver that first baby, and you're starting a business. I'm thinking, I love the spunk that you brought, the and and the clarity. I mean, you were really good at setting boundaries about when you could do stuff, how much you could do, and what you needed. And I was inspired by that. And then it's You've had a second child and moved on to a farm and life. I just love your openness and how you share and your laughter. I just, that's one thing I really like. And Ken, you know, you coming in and and helping to tell a story has also helped me to have a different, a more clear voice. Right. So Maria has done that in writing and you've done that in another medium. And for me, like there's all this thoughts in my head, But it's hard sometimes for me to verbalize them and get them out. And you in a video context, in a linking storyteller way, and then Marie in a super concrete way. And then summer's got all this social media going. It's like, oh, my God, I feel I can relax. Um, And so for me, this team is just a joy of showing up and let's see what happens next. Um, I probably should be more definitive than that. But I just I could not respect three people more. And I honestly look forward to this meeting every single week. So with that last question, and we're going to wrap this up and you can pop in anytime you want. Do you have a personal goal, something you want to do about your own unique skills and talents that you want us to do as a team in the next 12 months or so to support our community? And it can be something we're not even doing right now, but what do you think would be really fun and bring high value to our community? Well, that's such a that's
4: a great question, because I mean, there's so many things that we can do as a team and there's things that I know we can do with our community. And we learn a lot from our community. The feedback we get, the community that we have is amazing. And there's a lot of ways to to help that community and to interact with and engage. So, yeah, that's a great question. It's more than just a quick answer.
1: Oh, come on now. Give it a shot. I spent time yesterday working with a group on a three year projection budget for them. amazing group i'll tell you guys offline um but they said well that's we just don't know and i says pick a number come on we gotta have something to talk about so pick a goal who cares it can be wrong we don't have to be right but like just be brave enough to say it was basically what i was saying and then they put it out there and i go wow that's totally doable you know so Does do either you, Summer, or Maria have something that's come to mind for you?
2: I will be brave and say that I would like to rope in Ken's creativity and kind of give our YouTube channel a, a facelift. We really haven't been devoting a whole lot of attention to it other than just posting what we normally do on other platforms. But I think with the addition of Ken's talents to our team recently, we can kind of shift some of our focus and maybe put some content out there that's in the form of videos and collateral and showcase some of the work that we're doing for clients now in the realm of the creativity and, you know, video world. So that would be my personal goal. Um, and of course it's a 12 month goal. So you'll have to give me time to get there.
1: <laughs> okay. We, we didn't set a time. It doesn't have to happen right away. So that's a great goal. Maria, for you? I think for
3: me, and this kind of um, stems from some of the conversations that we've had as a team, but I think we, at this point, have a huge wealth of information that we've collected in different blog posts and things that I've written over the last gosh, what is it? Almost four years? How old is she? Uh, yeah, how old is really? She's, she's three. Um. So yeah, I guess three and a half years. Yeah, we've just got so, so much that's just like there on the blog. And what I would really love to do is take some of that information and compile it into more of a cohesive resource. You know, we've talked about putting together mini books or, you know, things like that, that, um, you know, instead of a bunch of random, you know, separate blog posts, something that kind of is more unifying and takes all of this good stuff that we have that's available in a bunch of different places and puts it all in one place.
1: Oh, I see this happening, I do. (laughs) Um, Well, for you guys, I want to put you all, the team, and when you guys, I'm talking about you, the team, in closer connection to the clients that typically I'm working with face to face right out in the field or on zoom and because there's so much talents collectively here. Um, and so I've been working, as you know, on the background of really thinking about a, reforming a, another course a heart centered storytelling course can revamping that and bringing folks into that we've done some initial feasibility on that talking to people about what worked for them, but also just a place where you know, Summer, when you and Maria each talked about how you always wanted to teach and you like teaching, there's just so much that you could share within a smaller community of people saying, honestly, I'm scratching my head. I don't even know how to do that. And the same for you, Ken, right? So I just have this vision of, not a Facebook group, but a closed community with people who are there. We put, we work with them every couple of months, uh, every couple of weeks with something. And of course there'd be a cohesive theme, but there's such power when you get to be surrounded by people who are there to support you, um, to give feedback or coach. And so that's my vision that this time next year, we've got one of those and possibly two of those in place. And, and you're all having a front row seat in that work, not, not, Behind the scenes, like so far, much of the work is. So that's that's noodling around in my brain. So we'll see where it goes. So any parting words for you guys? I
4: really just appreciate this time to be with everybody again. I, again, this is my best part of my week. <laughs> so
2: definitely grateful for our team. Um, honestly, one of the few meetings during the week that I don't uh, avoid coming to. <laughs> so
3: <laughs> it's Ow. always fun to hang out with you three. I agree. It's funny that attending a work meeting feels like a break in my work day, but, but it kind of does because it's just, it's enjoyable. It's, you know, it's, it's like a nice little rest in the middle of, you know, busy productivity. So I
1: always enjoy talking with all of you we're being productive we're just doing it in a we are it's time. just more fun yes. <laughs> well, my bias is i'm starting to think that productivity metric type productivity isn't the real productivity the productivity is the creation and then getting down and just moving forward on the other so i value this because it is really powerful work together and more than anything i couldn't think of um three people i would rather celebrate the 250 episode of the no labels no limits podcast with and summer summer make sure all the show notes are done that's all perfect so if you would be so kind as to put contact information for all of you guys in the show notes so that if anybody's thinking oh i need to talk to maria or summer or ken it's super simple to reach you guys so with that thank you very much listeners if you've had fun like we've had fun. Please share the podcast with a friend. Subscribe and like it. That's super helpful for us in getting the word out. And then we will be back next week with another guest on the No Labels, No Limits podcast. And until then, be well and shine out bright.
0: You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at SaraBox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.